Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Bad Storytellers, a podcast about a small group of writers in Titusville, Florida. I'm Josh, your host, and with me today is Liam Malone. Said it. Max Wessel. Hey, guys. And Doug Banks. Hello. We typically start by discussing all the media we've consumed between now and when we last met, and it's been two weeks since, yes. since we last met. And then we move on to our own writing samples, and then we come up with a movie idea and then record the trailer for your listening pleasure. Also, we are now accepting writing submissions. So if you have anything that's 10 pages or less that you want us to take a look at and give you know our honest criticism about, I mean, I know it takes balls to do it or, or cojones or whatever. Also, if it's 10 and a half, it's fine. Yeah, ten and a half is fine. You just say it ten takes three quarters. Guts. No, yeah, it takes everybody's guts. guts. And please, if you enjoy this podcast, rate and review us on iTunes. It, it really increases our exposure. Follow us on YouTube and Twitter. Yeah, and Instagram. <laughs> we are and on Tumblr. We are not on Instagram, but we are on Tumblr and Twitter. Uh, it just automatically posts to that. So I don't know if we have any followers or not. We need. I, a... I will take over that Twitter account and just quote. You want ourselves? To? Okay, as well. You, yeah, I'll give it to you, man. <clears> if you want, isn't that what Tumblr is? I don't. know. I don't even know. I have no idea how Tumblr works. All I see is things on Facebook. People are like, Tumblr. I'm like, every time I use Tumblr, I'm like, oh, I like this thing. Did uh, So is this the person that made this? No, it just keep, it's a never-ending hole. I have no idea yeah. who made what. You always end up getting triggered somehow. <laughs> yeah. There is a lot of porn. They talk about a never-ending hole. <laughs> Your mother. Um, okay. We have no retractions. Really? What? Yeah, really. I could at least at least none I have yet caught. Let's do from better. last episode, dude. We get a party next time. Pizza party. But it's been two weeks, guys. It's um, a, it's yeah. like book it. What have you consumed that has been written? All right. Oh. Um, I watched a documentary on Elliot Smith called "Heaven Adores You," and it was just cool to delve into Steve Smith and how he became Elliot Smith and how he stabbed himself twice in the heart. Yeesh. Yeah, wrote a bunch of cool songs though that was good i know nothing about elliot smith i know a lot now pretty convenient <laughs> I, I always enjoyed his album so it was, but it was it was cool to i mean it, it's not like it changed the way i view anything but it was it was a cool thing to get into um saw man from uncle that i was kind of avoiding it was a guy Ritchie movie and a uh, man from uncle was actually pretty good characters were fine i mean it didn't floor me but it was a good spy movie mm-hmm. and then uh now the next two are the, are the big the big heavy hitters uh, I watched the second season of Daredevil in its entirety, and I started watching uh, Zach Galifianakis's new show called Baskets, and it's I've never heard of it. Crazy good. What's the premise? Uh, Zach Galifianakis is two twin brothers. One of them <laughs> is Seth Galifianakis. Pr- it's pretty much that. <laughs> uh, one, yeah, one of them is like a self-help guru, and the other one is a failed clown. And he becomes a rodeo. <laughs> this sounds amazing. He becomes a rodeo. Dude, the best part is Louis Anderson is their mother. No. What? It's so How do you how do fucking, I watch this? It's on FX. It's go, oh you, my you God. have the internet. You have everything. I, I mean I just didn't know what's the like the, the way I'm supposed to consume it. It's it's so good and dry and fun. It's pretty like it's produced by Louis C. K. Mm-hmm. And you're like, ah, oh, I, I 
probably doesn't feel like I remember, but like there's, so I think he recruited people who made, who make comedy like him. It's really good. It sounds funny. That's a great premise. Um, and Daredevil season two, totally awesome. Oh, I can't wait to start it. It's totally awesome. I, I can't. It's so wait. good. What about you, Max? I have consumed the usual. <laughs> I, so uh, Turtle Dove, let us guess. No. Turtle Dove. Actually, I took a hiatus on Turtle Dove. Okay. Uh, I started reading Stardust. Ooh. I just I, I just the, talked to Malachi. The Neil Gaiman one? Yeah. Yeah. Really enjoying it so far. It's it's a fairy tale for adults. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. I'm a big fan of his. Um, I'm listening to... I went to the thrift store. I, just real quick. Don't you guys love it that Neil Gaiman made a book called Coraline? <laughs> It's like, sweet Coraline. Da, da, da. Yeah. Oh, I didn't get it till now. You were referencing Neil Diamond. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the thrift store and I found um, a couple Harry Potter books on CD. So I bought them and I've been listening to that in my car, which is cool. Who, uh, uh, who narrates Stephen it? Fry ones? Uh, actually, these are the Jim Dale, Ooh. which is good because I already had the Stephen Fry. And Jim Dale does an individual voice for everyone, which hmm. is amazing. I don't know any voice person who reads an audiobook by name except for the when it's the author. Yeah. There is a shitty battle to the death between people who like Stephen Fry or people who like Jim Dale in the Harry Over Potter. Over just recording. the Harry Harry yeah. Potter one. I do not care. I don't care or subscribe. I like them both. I'm a big fan of Stephen Fry and Hugh Laurie, but I don't mind Jim Dale. And um I try to watch Agent Carter, but Hulu only has a second season, which is kind of ridiculous. Yeah, you can't start second season. That's ridiculous. Nope. Um, I've been playing a game called Stardew Valley, which is a more involved Harvest Moon, so which is pretty awesome. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah, is, yeah, is yeah. it made by the same people who made Harvest Moon? No, but it's a loving remake. Um, but it's got a lot of crafting and other things you can do in the town. Um, I went hiking. Oh, that was fun. Who wrote that? Uh, no one. It was kind of the opposite of consuming media. Cause I would read the book. I went hiking. Yeah. After twenty it was minutes, called, what uh, two hundred forty hours or something? Oh, my side of the mountain between between, between a rock and a hard place between two ferns. Uh, Where the red ferns grow. Hatchet by Gary Paulson. But after twenty minutes, you couldn't hear a single thing. No cars or anything. It was just the wind. So that was kind of the opposite of consuming media. And then a plane came by. Where did you go hiking? Nice. Ocala National Forest. Oh, oh yeah, nice. like yeah. Silver Springs area. Yeah, Alexander yeah. Springs. We asked the lady where we start, and she gave us the wrong thing, so we got lost, and we wound up walking down a dirt road for like three miles. Apparently, that is a state road. Okay. Florida has state roads that are dirt. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of them. Yeah. There's a lot of them, <laughs> especially like if you go uh, between. Yeah. Between Miami and here. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's, nothing it's was marked. Dude, also, anywhere right. between Jacksonville and Pensacola is just like yeah. nothing. An 11-mile hike that was supposed to take eight miles. So that was fun. I had a good time. I went hiking out with my dog in Tosahatchee, mm-hmm. and uh, he was really excited for the first 10 minutes. And then after that, he's like, oh, oh my God, I've never walked this long in my life. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Doug? Um, I didn't get a real chance to read anything, but I did watch – Pee-wee's Big Holiday. Oh, uh-huh. yeah? Oh, shit. Was that good? If you're a fan of Pee-wee, yeah, you're going to love it. Cause Fuck, I, yeah. It, awesome. It was, I'm so happy. It had the same level of humor, uh, surrealism, you know, like anything you would want in a Pee-wee movie just on a slightly lower budget. I, I like. I, I wish they'd given him all the money to make whatever he wanted because with the limited budget that they did give him, it was fun and it was uh, accurate and it's, it's everything a fan could want. So I, if, you're, if you're a fan of Pee-wee Herman or Paul Rubens, Shit. I highly recommend you check it out. 
That's awesome. I fucking I am. Do you think they'll give him more money now to do another one? Well, I hope so. I mean, I don't I don't know. I couldn't imagine a fan of Pee Wee Herman watching this movie and being like, "Fuck this," you know, and like, and not mm-hmm. being supportive. And if you don't like it, you probably never liked Pee Wee Herman to begin with. So I, I just you're not I, a real fan. Well, I, I just can't imagine. I don't know, man. I just, I just couldn't imagine it not doing well among people who like it. Is uh, Cowboy Curtis in it? Oh no, no. I, this is in like the movie universe. It doesn't really tie in with uh, uh, the the Playhouse yeah. show. Um, and in fact, it's even kind of contradicts itself. It's just another adventure. It really doesn't tie into like big adventure or anything like that. It's the same exact spirit of it and same tone, but in this version, uh, Pee Wee just lives in this town, and it's it's like no time has gone by. He just he's like the same big kid he always was. And the without giving away any spoilers because I don't want to ruin any of the jokes. Cause, I mean, it's not like oh a twist. It's just more of like mm-hmm. to explain the plot is explaining half the jokes. But um, basically, he he find out that he's ne- like never left his hometown. And he's just like, why? It's so great here. Why would I ever want to leave? And like, Pee-wee, you got to go on like a vacation or something. You got to get out of this town because you're so good. You're so nice. Everybody likes you. You deserve a break. And he's just like, I guess. And then things happen where he like gets this great chance to leave and go on a little adventure. And it goes crazy after that. So That's cool. I don't think anyone's really looking for a continuity. I also maintain that uh, Bubble Boy with Jake Gyllenhaal is, in fact, a Pee-wee Herman movie. Ooh. Wow, that's a good point. Do you think it, it might have been written? Much like, uh, Was it written for Pee-wee, do you think? No, uh, I don't think so. But no, it, I mean, Bubble Boy, you couldn't have a... I don't know, man. Pee-wee is supposed to be, like, literally a child, but just played by an adult. Yeah, like, is every, he really? You know, like, everywhere oh, yeah. he goes, they're just like, hey, kid. You know, like, you know, it's it's, it's so oh, bizarre. Oh, jeez, I never, I never made a whole in, Yeah, no, and in the beginning of Pee-wee's Big Adventure, like, he he has oversized silverware and stuff, and there's a lot of weird... They do a little weird size stuff when it's just him. Oh, I didn't... I, yeah. Wow, I never realized that. In the original stage show, like, yeah. he would look in a girl's skirts with the shoe mirrors and stuff. Yeah, he's he's, <laughs> yeah. he's he's supposed to be. It, it's just a it's just an adult male playing the role of a child, but for some reason in the universe that this takes place in, and for Pee Wee's Big Adventure and everything, children can live alone and be self sufficient. It's <laughs> yeah. it's so weird, but it's funny when once you wrap your mind around that and you know what you're looking at, it's it's freaking hilarious. I love it. That's so strange. Cool. Yeah, it's strange, but it's great. <laughs> I mean, did, in a good way. Did you see anything else? Um, let me. Th- oh, I did see Batman versus Superman. Yeah, you mean Batman v Superman? Yeah, Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. What does the V? What does the V stand for? Versus, <laughs> but but versus, but only in a legal context. I guess it's just a lawsuit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, what are your thoughts, Doug? I know uh, you posted a video. Well, we'll link to the the nerdy show video of your opinion of you yeah, and Cap where going I literally over, but, just but I do... had left the theater. We sat down and we recorded a video of our initial reactions. Did and, you cry? Uh, when you see the video, you'll hear like my my first thoughts as we left the theater. My opinion of it has only gone down since then. <laughs> Whoa! Okay. Top, um, just right off the top of your head, should we go see it? Did you like Man of Steel? Didn't no. see it. Then don't see I it. I haven't seen it. I haven't I seen it either. I don't care for Superman. Then don't see it. It's that okay. simple. Like it's if you if if you didn't if you if you saw Man of Steel and you're like, well, I enjoyed it. It had some flaws, but I enjoyed it. I'd say then go see it because you'll you'll probably like it because it's basically the exact same film. You, you said like, it was oh, better I didn't than like Man of Steel, and I'm like, Steel, then don't right? see this. Aquaman is my favorite superhero. Then you will be I, highly disappointed. <laughs> I, have, I have I have a couple of questions for you that are, are pretty important. Go ahead. And and one of them is this, a minor spoiler. Um, I will try one, to avoid spoiling, but go ahead. How how was Aflac? He was Batman. He was he, it good. Was he made was all, he... all he made all the haters pull the foot out of their mouth because Ben Affleck showed them all. To me, he's the best part of the movie. 
I never doubted that. I thought he was. Yeah, I always be... thought that was a weird criticism. Yeah. Like, ugh, Batfleck. Yeah. And it's like, wait, isn't he? They, they recently... This is the guy who started his career with uh, dual fisting Oscars, right? And another thing that just happened is uh, they announced that after the dismal showing of Batman v Superman, they pulled their current Batman plans and they might let Ben Affleck direct it. And a bunch of people are like, well, why would we possibly let Ben Affleck The guy who our- just won, uh, like won Oscar, Best Picture? Yeah, did, <laughs> did didn't you, win Best Director, to yeah. be fair. He didn't win did, it. Did you watch Argo or oh, The Town? So or what was the other one? Uh, Gone, Gone Girl? Baby. Yeah, Gone Girl. No, no, no. Those Gone are- Girl was David Fincher. He started oh, David, uh, Gone, Gone, Gone Baby Gone, Gone was directed yeah. by him, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I have him backwards. He doesn't have anything under 94% on Rotten Tomatoes that he's yeah. directed. No, I, other no, than his first student film, which I did watch. And it's called I Killed uh, My Lesbian Wife Hunger from a Meat Hook, and all I got was a three-picture deal with Disney. Real? That's and the name of the movie? It's a 16-minute joke on Hollywood. It's amazing. <laughs> but anyway, he uh, no, he, yeah, Ben Affleck was great. Um, the writing could have been better, but that's not his fault. But given with what they gave him, yeah, man, he was Batman in, in every sense of the word. And um, people, you mean he was people in does- every sense of the word? He was actually part Bat? <laughs> well, <laughs> the the character of Batman, not a literal right. man bat. Uh, and so you're saying in the fight between Batman and Superman, the audience lost. All right, and I, I <laughs> yes, the I audience a... lost. But ba- but Ben Affleck deserves the apologies of of everyone who shit on him. Here's the thing: everyone who's going to see this movie is excited for it is a comic book fan. Every comic book fan knows how the fight's going to end before it even begins. They're not no no one's going to kill each other. Superman's not going to die. Batman's not going to die. They're going to stop halfway through the fight when one of them's got the upper hand, and they're going to be like, oh, wait, we were pitted against each other by the real We should guy, work Lex together Luthor. because and we face gotta, a yeah. common enemy. And then they got to work together, and then they save the day. Everybody knows this. So as soon as the fight starts, I'm already half asleep because I know what's going to happen. Like, it would just – the fight itself, action-wise, was okay. It was fine. It wasn't, it wasn't bad. Yeah. It was just by the numbers, and – the way uh, Batman tries to fight Superman by like sort of luring him, luring him into traps was I mean, it was fine, it was okay. But yeah. um, you know, I don't want this to be a whole podcast about me telling you why that movie stinks. But you know, no, I, no, <laughs> would the so movie have been already. better if they fucked? Probably would have been about the same. Okay, because <laughs> they're like, all they up did, in their business. Uh, he's like, during- <laughs> actually, they did fuck. So it, it, it your question is a trick invalid. Question. Yeah. As for me, I. Didn't really consume a whole lot. I watched a lot of X Files with my significant other, and with your paramour, it's um, so it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable how good X Files gets in like the last third of the first season. Yeah, <laughs> like it, it it starts off and it's like, oh, that was a good episode. Uh, that was a stinker. That was a good one. And then it's like, whoa, the budget went way up in this show. And near the end of the first season, I wonder if that had to do with uh, the show's initial success. Yeah, wait till you get to like season three and four. I mean, I watched it when I was a kid. I, I, I've got to the the episode I remembered most from when I was a kid, which was Darkness Falls, where it's the tree mites uh, get out yeah. of when the logging company. It's good, man. That could be a horror movie on its own. It, it doesn't even have to be an X-Files episode. But it was good, and the acting was good, and the writing was good. Just good, man. I'm happy. I'm happy about it. Watch more uh, Deep Space Nine. <laughs> uh, I, I haven't decided what new book to read. Let me. I'm going to let you guys pick what new book I'm going to read. Oh, um, no, I'm sorry. I already picked. I'm going to read The Postman. Oh, okay. Uh, I love that book I, so I know much. you do, and I just realized it's written by David Brin. That's the guy who wrote the Uplift books oh, I was really? talking about. Yeah, about, wow. the, about the chimps and stuff and the dolphins. <laughs> You're going to read Same Water guy. World on land? <laughs> hey, Doug. <Fuck> yes. <laughs> yeah, he, he did, what, there's five Uplift books, I said? Or six. I think there's six books. And he screwed us with only one Postman. <laughs> 
<laughs> out of context. He screwed this, us. This is amazing. So, let's move on to our own writing, guys. Let's fucking yeah. do it. Our own shitty, yeah. shitty writing that we're bad at. Yeah. Boo. Boo. Us. <laughs> Max, why don't you tell us what you brought in this week? Okay, I brought in a one of my things where I just write down and I write story to give myself information about a guy who's fighting pirates. He is a pirate fighter. Oh. So it's... Can it be called pirate fighter? In both senses. Sure. If he's also a pirate, it's... Yeah. It works on two levels. So it is kind of based on the Florida Rangers who were Western Georgians and Floridians who fought for the crown in the Revolutionary War. Whoa. Yeah. So I came up with the idea of a guy who... He's a noble... For an empire, he's a, you know, he's a Viscount, he's a captain, and he's out on patrol. And then he gets back home, and shit's fucked up. There's a revolution going on. So he grabs as many people as he can onto his boat and brings them south, and wacky shit's going to go on, where he's going to meet pirates. But I based it on because I thought it was an interesting idea of you're just living your life and everything you know, and all of a sudden people come up to you and they're like, no, we got a revolution, we're going to throw all that shit off. And they're like, but that shit's not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, he's a noble, and all of a sudden he's going to have all these rustic ass pirates and stuff, and he's going to be like, We got to save the empire. And they're going to be like, Why? Because it's awesome. They're, they're like, your boss. Uh, they're your employer. <laughs> yeah. But um, the way I have it, they have wooden ships. The government controls military technology very tightly. The guns in here are all four inch naval guns from about World War One. Okay. So they have ships with motors and everything. All the military ships have motors. Oh, and, and they're on sails. Everything else is on sale. Interesting. So when you see a motor ship, you know that it's – if, like, you see an airplane or something, you know that's military. That's strictly controlled military. The whole thing is one big fight. Yes. Uh, from start yeah. to finish and talks about how they sneak in and stuff like that. I didn't mm-hmm. get a lot about the world from the description. Yeah. Uh, o- only in that the, the, the names of things were different than mm-hmm. the names of things here. But I think it's fine. It just – I mean, it reminds me of Master and Commander, <laughs> you know, without all of the terminology. Yeah. I don't want to go into terminology because I think that keeps people away from Master and Commander. Yeah. I mean, you pretty much have to buy two books. Yeah, that's why I enjoyed the Horatio Nelson series that much more. Is that the Horatio Hornblower? Horatio, no. Horatio Hornblower. Yeah, sorry, not Nelson. Okay. So terminology, I think that is something I will look into as just trying to put flesh on the world. Don't don't go all Moby Dick with it, but just... Yeah, definitely. But I think I'm (laughs) truly trying to get as more of the characters like (laughs) you guys say, you know... And you can invent a bunch of slang anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But I, what I'm working on mainly is going to be like being in the character's head, which I don't do enough of when things happening. I'm I'm still torn on being in the character's head or not, like yeah. on, on many things. I mean, I know I'm doing it with, with Malcolm, but yeah. he's the only character. So I, I, yeah. I don't know how I feel about it in general. Who's your protagonist in this? It's going to be Charles Sinclair. Because uh, that sucks. I want the Marine. You want the Marine? Oh, my God. His part was better. Should I do a multiple... You can, or you yeah. can, or you can make it from the Marines' perspective, and he's watching all this happen. And he's like, "Oh shit, that would be cool." I never thought of that. And it could be about Captain Sinclair, like like yeah. uh, fucking Moby Dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> like it's you know Ishmael. It, it's it's the story of Captain Ahab, but you know Ishmael's the narrator. He does not need to be the main character. He doesn't even well, need to survive. He is the main actor, but he doesn't have to be the. But yeah. he doesn't have to. Yeah, be. he doesn't have that to. That lieutenant can do the same thing that Charles Sinclair can. Only do. he could instead follow the, like the yeah. captain can still exist in the, the story the same exact exactly. way it's just that you're in you're yeah. following the 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 marine i can even do it as like dispatches and shit because i mean at some point he's going to be if he's a captain of a ship captain of a ship does a lot of stuff but 
It's not like they do a whole lot of grunt work. They do yeah. a lot of yelling at people and yelling yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. I never thought of that. I, I do just, like. I also just I mean, like the character of the marine. I know and like now. Mm-hmm. For something than, like this too, I'd like mm-hmm. more context, especially if you're doing an info dump. Yeah. Because uh, even for your sake, because it helps you kind of hark it back to the different ways this world is different than ours. Yeah. But um, I, I mean, I liked it. Mm-hmm. It's 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 just there's not a lot to talk about because it it feels so out of context. I mean, for me, I, yeah, I, no, I agree <laughs> with you. I'm surprised Liam liked the Marine so much because the to me the Marine didn't he he did a cool thing, but I don't even know what he looks like. <laughs> so he was a suit to me. He was like a he was a generic suit, but because mm-hmm. to, to me that was the point that we talked about the captain, the captain, his perspective on things, and he, so if you want to change the perspective, then yeah, that's great. But we didn't even get Max didn't even give the marine a name so i just from the get-go i'm just like all right this is a marine you know i i, I didn't yeah, yeah. i didn't latch onto it as much as liam did but he he felt like more of a character still where like sinclair was like gruff and got hit and didn't want to be seen and then talked for one conversation with the surgeon where the marine was like here's what we did i reward the the scouts for doing this i have opinions on the pirates i mean i guess that's a good point it's just uh because he didn't even have a name i didn't even think about it and he was recapping a story that i already just saw you know, so I didn't. I just didn't think of it in that way. But hey, you know, it's still cool. I like the world. I like the setup. I would like to see where else the story's going to go. Cool, oh, cool. Me too. What do you think about starting in an action scene? You're starting in the middle of something, which is I, good. I, I like yeah. that. But yeah. if you, if you do that, you really have to like hit pause a lot. Yeah. To, to be like, and he did this, and and you know, and mm-hmm. kind of well, not so much pause. We have to zoom in on specific things that that give more context during the fight. Cool, cool. So, like, if somebody wears a different color coat, that's you know, yeah, you just zoom in on that for a second and be like, and he wore this blue coat and it looked like this and it had this and this and this and then you and there were stripes back. on yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. this is how well, I, I, I like I, this. Yeah, I had a hard time picturing if this was in the real world or a fantasy world because you never really describe their uniforms or anything like that. And yeah. I'm not saying you need to, but my default for this was basically Pirates of the Caribbean. I was picturing them in red coats because they were hmm. like working for the Royal Navy. Yeah. And, and, okay, and cool. going on. So, but, but I mean, if, if it's not our world and it is a different world entirely, mm. tell me a different color just to make it obvious. Like even cool. blue would be like, so are they French? You know, but if you're like, Oh, this is, this is a stupid suggestion, but it's like, if they were wearing no, I like it. green my... or, or yellow or something, it'd be like, Oh, yeah. this is, Definitely not whatever. And I the, the hints that it was not our world was like the blue shells and like the red yeah. blossoming explosions and stuff. I'm like, okay, this feels like it could be a fantasy world, which is which I totally was into. So yeah, like the yeah. was it, it the sail apple? Yeah, 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 well. yeah. Like I thought that was really cool. So I mean, <coughs> more of that. It doesn't have to. This be is crazy me trying fantasy. to make my own diesel punk. Okay, to where it's like sail punk. It, it, yeah, if, if you sail punk. if you went into a little more on the uniforms, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, and just describing the cannons and the, the weapons way, and maybe even yeah. the sound, I would it would totally fit in diesel. Yeah, punk. that's a that's cool. This is me sitting down writing like, what is my world going to be? I want to get because I love World War Two naval weaponry, right? And I really want to get into that. Sail apple is something I made up because I thought that would be a good idea. I like it. So you were aiming for a World War Two style World War One weapons on like seventeen. Hundred gotcha. ships because that's yeah, that was like the image I was getting. I was picturing like yeah. you know, with the sails and everything, but yeah, you had these slightly more modern cannons. Which uh, yeah, again, I'll, I'll so describe it because the ship is going to not have sails because their military ships have motors. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I'll definitely get into that. I like the idea of explaining more the the weapons and uniforms and everything. That's well, why I like doing this podcast because I write and then I'm like, okay, done with that. Yep. <laughs> what about you, Liam? What'd you bring in? 
I've run in, uh, I, I have still been doing a lot of Goblin PI outlining, mm-hmm. but I keep... This feels like world building. Yeah, that was just world building. I keep... Uh, the Goblin PI, I changed pretty big because I decided to start at the end. I was trying to find the voice, and I was doing a lot of, like, voicing exercises and mm-hmm. just, like, writing a paragraph with the same amount of information in it, but just going, like, grit, like grittier. And, and I wasn't having a lot of fun with that, and I did it, I did it for about an hour and a half, and then I was, like, just felt burnt out. So then I just threw up a thing to clear my head. Okay. And I actually ended up kind of liking the idea. I liked it a lot. I liked it, too. It felt... Um it had a good – it had its own voice. Oh, sorry, but you didn't describe what it was. Uh, where the idea came out is um, in in Norse literature, these things called kennings. And mm-hmm. kennings are generally another name for something that's just combining the two parts of what it is. Where like a sword will be called a wound hoe or something. Okay. Um, and I think it's a really clever trick of language that we don't really use that much. And I just was like, I want to use a bunch of those. And so I was just typing away and got hearth brother. And I was like, what the fuck is a hearth brother then? Someone who's a rough, a child roughly your same age who you share a hearth with. And then I named them the fox and the ox. And then they just kept going. Yeah, I liked and it. It's just about two kids heading down into the, their winter home to be protected from, uh, from the elements. And it's their winter birthday. And they're going to become men. I like there wasn't a lot of information, but I got the world. You explained enough about the world that I completely saw them in that world. Yeah. Also, yeah. they're children. They don't know everything about the world. Yeah. Which is also... But they're I mean, gonna find out some stuff about the yeah. world too. But like they have a summer home and they have a winter home. Then you know makes total yeah. sense. And, and 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 they have to beat the car- they have to beat the caravan because it's cool to stay in front of it. But this is a thing. I get the feeling it's something that their group just does all the time. No, oh, every year. Yeah. yeah. Twice so, a year. Yeah, I dug it. Yeah. yeah. Interesting um, world setup. One of my problems is, um, do you know how not many words there are for winter? In English? In English? Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. You could just use the word for winter from every other language. Yeah, that's what I have to start doing because I was like, this is the sixth time I've used the word winter. Yeah. And I was, started getting really angry. Then again, I, like you said, with slang, just start making your own because how many words for winter would they have? Sun hiding season or something. Exactly. <laughs> the low the low sun season. But they would have a – Yeah. They would probably have a term for winter like every – Every version of it. Like every five days would be yeah. a new, oh, well, it's this time. It's not that time yet, luckily. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I, I don't have a lot of notes except for I'd like to see it. I mean, if you want Also, I need to change the names <clears throat> of the characters. Fox and Ox. Because I've decided that uh, I, I was sitting in the car with Malachi yesterday driving to Orlando and we were reading. He got this old book of f- like 1930s fairy tales. At least that's when the book was published. Mm-hmm. But they're obviously more mo- like they're more modern than. Grimm's? Than Grimm stuff. It's they're pretty self aware and funny, and one of them, one of the stories, they have actual names for characters. So when they talk in dialogue, they use their actual names, but the author only refers to them by a weird nickname. And I want to do that. Where like the fox and the ox aren't called the fox and the ox by anyone else yet. Okay. And I want that to be a thing. Hmm. Could that? But be I like- want better names. Like Clovis and Bart are not great. I think those are fine. Yeah, I actually uh, thought those names were fine. And when I when I when you started to refer to them as the fox and the ox, I thought, God damn, is this Liam trolling me again by trying to make me think that the ox is talking in the caravan behind me? <laughs> but I quickly you know realized that he, no, that he that never once has tried to troll you. Yeah, no, I know, never I know once. he has it, but I've, like because it's been like a running gag now where I where I have to misinterpret something that Liam wrote when he was trying to be metaphorical, and I have to take it as as fact. But but no, I, I quickly. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. 
At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I understood what you, what you, what it was, what you were really doing, and, yeah. um, and Our, it was cool. But, but yeah, I, I think their, their actual names were cool. They felt fantasy and different enough to me. Mm-hmm. Fox and Ox is almost too boring to me. Like, I mean, they it works, but it's just... I think those are the names that you can improve upon. Make those more unique to their world. And well, they the again, we're, I'm I'm doing a lot of uh, playing with fantasy stuff. And right. one of the things that happens in Japanese and Indian fantasy stuff is you get a new name when you do something cool, right? And they oh. just stop referring to you as that thing from before. So they're right now they're the fox and the ox. There'll be seven different things like by the, the end. Of yeah, and I, and I got that they were like, "What's what do you think your new name's going to be? You know, uh, you know the the wide or the, the mm-hmm. tall or you talking you're comparing it to these other people?" And that was really cool. I'm looking forward to what their names are going to turn into. But if we but if you continue to call them fox and ox, like I think that's that's a cool way to take it. Yeah, where do you see them going? Uh, right now they're going to go to winter home. They're going to become men. That is going to be shocking and terrifying for them in a, in a way they didn't expect. And then I know um, part of it is uh, the whole winter home community is super communist because they have to get all their food together. They're commune, yeah. Yeah, they ha- like, yeah they I kind of picked that, that up with the... um, So the idea of being assigned a, jo- a job and then abandoning your post for any reason is bad like socially socially completely mm-hmm. unacceptable so I, I think i want the fox to get captured doing something and then the ox is like i'm gonna go after him and they're like if you do you, you this is no longer your home you cannot come back and then it's an adventure from that point yeah. forward and then it's an adventure from that point okay forward. and the whole thing is yeah, building yeah. up to the idea of like um well i was reading i was thinking man this would be a good place for the knights of the round table story you've got to like, go to, yeah, for them to <laughs> that would be hilarious. Meet the Hatter. So he's going to leave this world. So is it going to be like a fantasy world? Is it going to be no? He leaves. He, he leaves that subcontinent that's protected from the rest yeah. of, of the world. What do you think he's going to find? Middle Eastern people, probably more like Persia. If Persia and Japan became one thing, mm. I think that'd be fun. Delicious. So the food. Gobi Desert. Kind of. Only those were just straight up nomads. Like mm-hmm. this is an empire. Ah, oh, gotcha. What about you, Doug? Um, because life has been so crazy, I didn't make any progress on my script, so I didn't okay. bring in anything. And we're okay with that. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Makes it easy. Doug's life has been bananas these past couple weeks. You get a break yeah, on top of moving and then work changing and everything else. Uh, yeah, it's been crazy. But um, I do – every week I plan to bring in more next time, so I'll just try and make that much more progress if I can. But uh, Awesome, man. We will see. I think we all agree that we would rather <laughs> let it grow organically than push it. 
Well, the problem is that unless, I, unless I take the I think, time to I think, sit down well, and write it, it won't grow I think at a certain point, like if you have an idea and you're like, oh, I need to work at it. I need to work at it. That's one thing. But if you're like, yeah, I'll just let it grow organically. No, nah, man. Yeah. yeah. You, yeah, yeah. you got to force it. Like you got to <laughs> sit down and write it. As for me, I brought in the beginning of chapter four yep. of uh, Malcolm Hat. And uh, it's uh, basically Malcolm gets released from the village. And uh, I ended it I, – well, I, this this example ends before I get to what this chapter is about. But I'm going to talk about that after I, I get some feedback from you guys. All right. Um, Do you want to explain what happens? Yeah. Uh, basically, a fox uh, – Will Vicks takes Malcolm out of Kilvin's home, takes him out to the front village. And he's like, hey, guess what? You're free. And they give him like a little bag and they're like, goodbye. And Malcolm's like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm going to starve. You can't just leave me here. This is this – is, it doesn't make any sense. And they're like, yeah, well, you know what? Uh, you found your way here. You'll find your way back. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. And Malcolm is starts wandering through the forest, finds a spear, and enjoys the fact that he has a spear, and then uh, is looking for uh, the stream that supplies water into Ilbanok, their village. And when he finds it, decides he's going to follow the stream. I liked it. There was a definite feeling of being pulled out of a shell. Yeah, I think the um, the actual exit could have been a little bit slower. But mm-hmm. the moment where he finds the spear and he just kind of like, this is how it works in my head. And I feel a little bit stronger like all those people I saw. And uh, that was, I don't know, I think that was a really good moment with Malcolm. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure what to do with that. But I'm like, oh, if I found one and I was 12, how would that feel? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, his exit being slower, that's a good idea. Um, it, like start start pointing out things in the village and things he's learned. Yeah. Yeah. Connect him more to the things so it matters more when he leaves. Originally, I, I had it be Kilvin. Who I went back and edited it and changed mm-hmm. it to be a hapro yeah. to, to lead him out of the, the village. And the reason I did that is because I want – all right. The point of this chapter is that Malcolm's set free. And the real reason is that they want to see where he's going to go. So they're just tracking him through the forest. This was your, your guys' idea mm-hmm. as well. And I want it to be Kilvin who reveals that he's you know rescued him and stuff. But I, I want Malcolm to get in some very real danger that – Kilvin's like, what are you doing? Why would you do this? And he's like, how, what are you talking about? Like, how would I know that there is these like, kind of monsters, you know? You're talking about like, like the, he finds a ghost squid or something? Yeah. Well, I was thinking uh, – that's one of the things. I'm not sure what I want him to find. It, if, I was thinking something along the lines of like something that would An use – An owl bear. Something that would use a spear. And I'm thinking like uh, maybe some kind of monkey that's not quite on the level of the Wilvix. But close, you know, and and, yeah. and a Neanderthal uh, monkey, yeah, or like a baboon kind of creature, or uh, I even thought a spider because that's scary. But that's overdone, right? Yes. Yeah. But it is scary. I can see like Kilvin and Lemurs. another guy going out, and the other guy. That's like, too much like a fox. Looks look spooky. Yeah. <laughs> too Dude, much baboons like, are uh, scary. But I like the baboon idea, like a freaky yeah, baboon. baboons. Baboons. Although are... that's what happened in After Earth. Insane baboon. Yeah, a bunch of baboons chased him. Uh-huh. But. Like another another. Can't, I can't copy that uh, masterpiece. Everybody will know. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone saw that. I didn't. If another Wilvix comes out with him, and he's like, "Oh, he's he's a genius. He's leading us away from wherever he is," and he just is a kid who's just like swinging his spear, no idea where he's going. <laughs> that could be. Oh, good. he's so crafty. Well, I don't want to cut away from from him. Yeah. I, I'm a, that's my goal for this book is not to cut away from Malcolm. Everything should be through his. Yeah. his okay. Lens, cool. You know. And and then kind of like, m- like Black Swan. You and know? there's more of a, a reveal than when they. Go and pick him up. Pick him right. up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want it to be obvious to kill him. Like, he was against this from the start. He's like, this kid doesn't know anything. He doesn't know anything. I'm like, yeah, right. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And he was overruled. And he's like, fine. Yeah, sure. As long as I can be the one that follows him, you know, or one of the ones that follow him. 
so you, th- you guys think uh, some kind of monkey, like a chimp or a bamboo? It's fun. Yeah, something like of, that. Yeah, something like that feels different enough. At least a mammal. Something similar to that. Yeah, a mammal. And and um, what if, what's another smart mammal that would that would have raccoon, that? orangutan, something that's not as Fox much like like yeah a, um, a wilvix. Something odd. Something not tree bound either. Just, okay. like, Just rat. About, what about like forty capuchin monkeys, <laughs> <laughs> rhesus monkeys? Yeah, brownies from will from willow. There's just a bunch just of them. Pumas. <laughs> I stole the baby. <laughs> I was gonna say uh, the, the the signal that he's like screwing up is from his point of view. He has to see something and be like, "Oh, this could be good." Like he says, "Oh, like I see a cave up ahead, and it looks like it's like, kind of like lived in." So he's gonna go into the cave, and he's inside oh, what the cave. If, he a meets, bear, like, yeah, How about like a bears? bear or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and bears. Then, and then he gets like rescued. Like, holy shit! What? what why did you? You never go into an ca- open cave like that. And he's like, "What are you talking about? I just thought there'd be whatever." Like, don't. You you mean to tell me that you never seen one of those before? Like everybody knows. You Nobody's ever warned you about yeah. about the cave bears. Yeah, I th- I can just see him like standing up bravely to the bear with his spear, and the bear just cuts the spear in half, and he's like, "Fuck!" I don't think he'd stand up bravely to the bear. No, <laughs> I think he would. He he's running. I think he fe- I think <laughs> is that the goal of him having the spear is that he feels brave. Yeah, and then as soon as he sees something that can hurt him, he's it, it's not not even that he becomes a coward, but he just forgets that he was ever brave to begin with it's just yeah. that's not like because he a couldn't spear, even a spear, use a spear is just a spear yeah. is just something that's in his hand that's keeping him from running faster you know yeah. like there's the uh but yeah that's what i wanted to try mm-hmm. what'd you guys think of um I, I i tried to make it so it wasn't jumping all over the place with his thoughts but uh it's it there's just a lot of separate thoughts yeah like the tree in the middle of the village that was a cool story mm-hmm. that was a real cool story but how does he know? is that something we're getting taught yeah, that's something that something it, he knows. The, the way it's introduced is that he says Kilvin had he goes he he saw the stump and then he was reminded uh it, it, and Kilvin had told him this. And that's uh okay, how cool. it was framed. So I'm, I'm doing a lot of the world building. I just feel like through, if they thought he was a spy, would they show him the whole mechanism of the defense of their village? Where they have a back well, door. They're, they're just, just walking through the of, gate. They're not showing walk, them like how they defend themselves. But like the camouflage guard and everything like that. Like if they're so secretive, would they show a spy how to get into their village? If they're tricking I, the, the spy into making anyway. him the, believe, the whole thing is an act that, that they're letting yeah. him go, and they're really not letting him. Yeah. Go. yeah. I, I, the, 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 my thought was that they figure that no matter what he knows, they're gonna see who's coming to get the information before he does. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, and and if he thinks that they're not watching, he's going to act differently. He'll immediately head back the way he came and start, mm-hmm. you know, acting a certain way. And you know, oh, he does know all these things, but no, he's just he's an incompetent kid. And when he gets back to the village, you know, Kilvin's mad at everybody else, but he doesn't have to stay in the cell anymore because I feel like him having to stay in the cell is Very one boring and hamstrings it's boring, the story. Yeah. And but it two, also doesn't it, like Kilvin would just be pissed off all the time. Yeah, and and two Kilvin is finally like, I was right. I get a thing. Yeah, it's like no, you guys just just he'll stay with me. I'll keep him under watch. I'm clearly the only person here capable of doing that anyway. You're all idiots. Yeah. Uh, but that's what I had. Cool. I, I enjoyed it. it. Yeah. Thanks. Were there uh, any other concerns you had about it? Not yet. I, I think before the chapter's over, <laughs> I, I'm probably going to finish it by next week. Um, probably with a little extra, and I'll definitely want feedback then to see if I went far enough with it. You won't have. I'll never have. I think you guys felt he went pretty far enough with his outline, so I'm pretty sure the finished product will go will go far enough. I am yeah. happy to see narrative and not outline. Well, 
well, it's been narrative this past uh, <laughs> no, few episodes. I'm saying, yeah, no, I'm I'm speaking generally. Well, um, and the, yeah, the more time I, I I'm spending with Malcolm, the more I like him. I'm glad. I was really does worried feel, about does, that. I, I I feel like for me writing it, he's starting to feel like a more real person. Yeah. as I'm writing it, mm-hmm. like I, in in my head, he's becoming more real. Yeah, I would say so because you're spending the reader spending more time with the character too. So it's not like you know everything about him in the first chapter. You know, you have right. to learn things as he learns things and his reaction informs me on what he's really like. So yeah, the, the more stuff you throw his way, the more I learn about him. All right. Now is the time for the bad story trailers part of the podcast where we roll the dice, get three genres, use those genres to construct a film idea and then record the trailer. So Liam, what's our first genre? 70, 70 saga. So Saga edition? The sagas from Icelandic saga, plural, Sogur, or is it Saugur? I don't know how the, I don't know what that, that means. Are stories about ancient Scandinavian and Germanic history, about early Viking voyages, about migration to Iceland, and of feuds between Icelandic families. Tales are usually realistic, except legendary sagas, sagas of saints, sagas of bishops, and translated or recomposed romances. They are sometimes romanticized and fantastic, but always dealing with human beings one can understand. Have you guys read any of the sagas? Yes. No. Yeah. I read Egil's Saga, um, Saga of the Volsungs, Njal's Saga, which is Saga of Brennu Njal. That one's definitely the best. <laughs> I have a lot to say about sagas, but we'll, we need two more genres. Yeah, let's see what they combine into. Seven. Seven. Seventy and seven. Adventure. General. <laughs> An adventure story is about a protagonist who journeys to epic or distant places to accomplish something. It can have many other genre elements included within it because it is a very open genre. It's a dud, Josh. Great job. Let's see what the third one is. I didn't I didn't roll it. Yeah, but you put it in the thing. I just copied them from Wikipedia. 85. Anime. 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 Dieselpunk. Fuck. Yes. <laughs> diesel punk saga. A diesel buck saga sounds awesome. Initially, diesel punk Vikings. Initially proposed as a genre by the creators of the role-playing game Children of the Sun, diesel punk refers to the fiction inspired by mid-century pulp stories based on the aesthetics of the interbellum period through World War II. All right. Yeah. I think we're good, right? Yeah. So let's just think of a saga and then flavor it as diesel punk. What if the North right? what if the Norse guys were just diesel punk? No. Who got sent That's not time? what sagas are about. Yeah, the, I mean, the, the, what is it? The Eddas are more, yeah. more yeah. about the Norse gods. The sagas are just about the dudes. Mm-hmm. Um, although the Norse gods show up like in the Volsungs and kill yeah. people, but not in Njal's saga. Um, okay. I don't want to do the family feud What's stuff. That, as it, is there some kind of war happening, perhaps? Like Dieselpunk is kind of World War One ish Yeah. It's, yeah. Let's see, a World War One saga. So let's just set it in World War One, and then we'll fictionalize it from well, there. It's, okay. it's not World War One; it's that interbellum. It's between right. the wars. So more 1930. Okay. So you have jets. <clears throat> not jets, but like prop planes that actually have metal sheeting instead of fabric. And well, they're usually about, I mean, in my experience, mm-hmm. the sagas are usually about feuds, whether it's between yeah. two specific families or one man and everybody else, <laughs> like Agil's saga. I like the family idea. I don't, because that makes less sense in a nation. No, it, it, if it's a royal family, yeah, if it's that's, fictitious. But that's already, but that's but the whole thing is that's already after the age of most of the the fallen empires. What if it's a small empire? The mouse who roared. Have you never seen that Peter Sellers movie? No. 
uh, a small, tiny country goes to war with the United States so they could lose and then get financial assistance. <laughs> that sounds awesome. And instead they win. The mouse who roared? Yeah. They capture a ship that has a nuclear bomb on it and then they hold the world hand, uh, ransom for forever. And they're like, uh, yeah, they become the, the strongest nuclear power. And they're like, all right, no more war. If you ever go to war, we're, we're going to destroy everything. Wow. Yeah. It's right, pretty I need, good. I need to see that it's movie. A pre, it's a really weird movie. Peter <laughs> Sellers, so. What's a tiny nation that kept their royalty after World War One? Belgium. Right? Belgium. Oh, are, are, are we fictionalizing this, though? Well, we can, but we, I mean, uh, we, yeah, we think of analog. If it's a saga, though, just... Denmark and Sweden, yeah. they have Norway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have their... I don't know about Norway, but I know Denmark and Sweden have their royal oh, families. I don't think Norway does anymore. But pro- maybe it's just they wouldn't be political figures. They'd be yeah. something else. Well, I think the thing that Diesel Punk and World War One is that new technology was being invented like at a at a rapid mm-hmm. pace. So mm-hmm. if this was like a simple blood feud between two royal families that has just it, gone it on could for a you know, hundred years, it finally gets to the like you know maybe it, it, it started sounds it sounds like World War One. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It does. but I'm saying like on a small like, on a slightly smaller <laughs> scale, where it's just sort of these two nations. Like, um, if there's a blood feud that goes back, you know. Uh, just say a hundred years, almost like the um. Oh, what the hell is the two? Well, American all we need, families all we need, Clinton, really. What is it? The um, Hatfields and McCoys. Yeah, like what if the Hatfields and McCoys like own so much land they were royal families? And that's basically that's basically Neal's saga. Yeah, that's how is it? That's how it yeah, goes. yeah, it's like the Hatfields and the McCoys, except for it ends up being carried. Like basically, all of them kill each other, and then its blood feuds are still being carried on by the people who have sworn to avenge them. Like mm-hmm. uh, it lasts like two hundred years. Um, why don't we just think of uh, an adventure story set in that kind of universe, and then we'll add the saga elements later? Because there so, only like, have to be a it's couple. It's just an adventurer person who stumbles into a saga sort of deal. Yeah, or it could even be escaping a blood feud. Could be reason enough. Yeah, taking taking his his adventure elsewhere. How about somebody who used to be a member of the royal family? Who gets um, a member of a royal family that was the bad guy who escapes, uh-huh. um, but ends up becoming a reluctant hero and saving people? Okay, good. He escapes in an airplane. Okay, or a submarine or a, a dirigible. Okay, so we have a protagonist. Yes, he's a member of a royal family, and they were the bad guys. Maybe he was like a prince or whatever, and he was like a, a little shit. Uh huh. Um, but he was I don't know. He was like an evil little puke, and he was like sixteen years old. Gets dethroned. Nobody knows who he is. Lives on the streets. Is homeless or whatever. But based on the things that he learned while a little royal kid, um, is able to know like law and stuff, and and stops somebody like a, a cop from beating somebody, and then that person's like, "Hey, you're pretty great." And then I don't know, saves other people because he knows like a bunch of secrets, or even just or even just courtly procedure. I'm thinking because those classes enough. It's almost like if he's if you have the You're kid right. of the of the let's say the family is like the real prince and he is just the young ups you know up and coming one day future king but he's not as dickish as the rest of his family so he's just like well you guys are doing your blood feud i'm going to go off and uh figure out who i am and go on an adventure and he goes on like a crazy ass adventure helping people but by the time he comes back the blood feud is like a million times worse and it's world war 1 out there so it's whatever experiences he had along the way he's going to have to use to come back and, and stop this 
place from blowing itself up. So, so we could start with this guy coming back on like a steamboat, yeah, and being like, and then telling a story. Came back from Africa or whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, no, no. actually, no, just like like this is how it starts. And he he comes back from Africa and he's like, what happened? It's like, oh, your dad's been killed and he did this. And he comes back and he realizes that in that time that he's been gone, he's grown up a lot. And yeah. his parents are assholes. Yeah, and like everybody hates him. And like, but the whole thing is he can't he can't stop World War One. And I'm not saying, like, he he can't, because it's reality. But, like, it's a better story if he doesn't. Well, are we are we dealing with World War One like, for real? Yeah. Not, we can't. That's that's way too confusing if it's actually literally World War One, It just needs to be that equivalent. It's a fantasy. We're doing a saga. You know, we're doing we're doing a weird Sagas Icelandic aren't... saga story inspired with diesel punk, which sure as shit ain't real, you know, with adventure. So this is... Well, and, and is some of the sagas had a lot of things to do with prophecy and ghosts and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. You never... I mean, well, it, it, you saw them in the saga of the Volsungs and you saw dragons and stuff like that. Dude, but you can have um, it with this dude, the, the guy, the kid who, who leaves and he's touring the whole world and he's becoming a badass, all in his family's good name, and then he gets visited by a ghost of his dead dad and he's like i gotta go home i had a weird dream that my dad was killed and then he goes home and it's like oh you you must have seen your father's ghost it's like a prophecy you've come back to help lead in a battle he's like oh shit we're the baddies ass (laughs) no but that wasn't any of my point it's that if he stops the war it's not a diesel punk movie like part of the part of the thing about diesel punk is is war is and also that the the modern world doesn't give a shit about an individual anymore well the war could be in full swing you know like like when he left he 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 comes back to the war yeah 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 and and his parents uh, maybe and then he realizes his family's on the wrong side so i don't know he could maybe he starts starts an uprising within within his own country to try to end russia lenin fictional countries (laughs) So he he tries to stop the uprising, a within populist it. uprising that ends with the slaughter of I the entire royal family. I will finish the sentence if it kills you. <laughs> <laughs> he starts an uprising in his own country to get them to ally with the people who are the good guys, maybe. And now he's got a bunch of crazy old stories about the stuff he did, where he saw ghosts and spirits and stuff. But you never, you would never see them in the movie. Mm-hmm. That could be cool. Yeah, or if he just like I swam up the Nile. <laughs> His brother's like, like we must kill all these people, and he just murders his brother. It'd be He's cool like, too no, if he had somebody. <laughs> if he had somebody to save. Well, if like, like, if, like, he, like if he has, let's a, say he has a. If he comes back, and the royal family, like the, his father's dead, and it passed down to like, let's say his older brother, and his older brother is a huge asshole, and who's like actually like the dictator and making everything bad for everybody. He can't like you know he can't kill his own brother. But he can start. He can secretly start the revolution on the inside. Like he's actually the guy who's yeah. like trying to take it down from the inside before the other countries take them down, you know? Well, like, yeah, it's not then much that's of a, a thriller and not an adventure. Well, no, it's, it's not. It, yeah, I, I think he needs to actually get out and do stuff. Yeah, I guess that's um, true. Well I, well, I was thinking it, it might be more interesting if he has somebody to save. So, like, if he has a little sister that maybe is not old enough to know what's going on, she just believes everything her older brother says, but she really looks up to this brother. Right. And, and he's like, I got to get her out of here because people are going to come kill her because they think that she's involved with this. She needs to not grow up like this. Yeah. You know, and he needs to find some way to get her out. He has to smuggle out a royal, the royal princess who is his sister, you know, but he's like this worldly traveled adventuring badass. So and that way he can, he, he can knows how to do st- it. He can keep telling her stories of the crazy shit he's seen. Yeah. Worldwide. To explain why their family is bad. And he knows, he knows a bunch of morality tales. Like yeah. his, his stories are a bunch of morality tales about how he changed. Like he was like the little shit or whatever. <coughs> Like his older brother, they were like two peas in a pod, and then he had to go because he's not the heir, you know. I don't know. 
it's like it's like it's like uh the fall meets secondhand lions in a diesel punk world war one setting right except (laughs) except, like more like secondhand lions because it's true it's not a lie right like in the fall (laughs) uh i've never seen the fall it's good it's a good movie or what do we call it legends of the fall diesel saga uh what's his name yeah, well, like you, you it could be, it could be like a Nordic fancy. country. Yeah, yeah. It could be a, a, a Nordic country like like Denmark, but not be Denmark, right? So like mm-hmm. some some fictional one. Yeah, because Mark just means like forest. Yeah, you could have a uh, since it is a saga, you could have a Norse esque name. Doesn't mean like the, the Danes, the saga of whatever mm-hmm. prince, the saga of prince Danish. It starts with him like, like drunk in an African street. He's like, I'm the goddamn prince. Arvin? <laughs> yeah. Sounds good to me. What about his right. what about his uh his sister? You're the man with the list of names. <laughs> and he needs an older brother too. Although you could just call him the new king. Ria? Ria and Arvi? Ria. Ria and Arvin. 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 Yeah, okay. So so Can the older brother be Snorri? Yeah. It'll be Scala Grim. Yes. <laughs> Grim Skull. Uh, all right, yeah, so what do we call it? Uh, Diesel Saga. What about, like, Canon Saga? I like that. Something like that. So it's not specifically saying Diesel Punk, but it is a saga. Yeah. That sound, yeah, you, you said Canon as in, like, literally, yeah, like, Kaboom Canon? Yeah. I think it'll work. Um, Can, what's another Diesel thing? Eng- I mean, engines or Diesel Punk thing. Like, you wouldn't say plane. No, I like canon better. Only because, um, well, that actually, it, it sounds like a joke on itself, right? The canon of a saga. Panzer um, saga. Panzer saga. No. It's armored. Yeah. yeah. Canon saga? Canon saga. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Yeah, we'll do it? Okay, canon saga. That's our movie. Brother, what was Bartland like before the war? Oh, it was the most beautiful place on earth. There used to be a steeple in the center of the capital, so tall you could see it from anywhere in the country. That's impossible. No, it's true. In fact, when you were born, Mother had the beacon at the top lit for a whole week. What was Mother like? Oh, she was beautiful, Rhea. Like you, and kind. It's hard to believe King Axel came from her as well. In a world of royalty... War is a family affair. Ghosts? Sea monsters? Dragons? Why do you fill her head with such lies, Arvin? Mother wouldn't have wanted that. They aren't lies, brother. Still, better lies than the truth of things around here now that father's gone. Tread lightly, Arvin. While you are off gallivanting, you missed the truth of what kings really are. Our father included. But one prince wanted something better for his family. Brother, I'm hungry. Will I really get to meet a wizard? I swear it. Is there any more chocolate? Sweet sister, when we get to the coast of Nebakar, you will have more chocolate than you've ever dreamed. Can you wait just a little longer? I'll try my best. Follow the epic tale of a desperate family at war with itself and the world in Canon Saga.
Thank you all for joining us for this episode of Bad Storytellers. I'd like to thank my writing group, Doug Banks, Liam Malone, and Max Wessel. All of our writing that we discussed today can be found on our website, badstorytellers.com, along with the show notes. And for any questions, suggestions, or cynical critiques of our work, please contact us at badstorytellers at gmail.com. Also, if you dig the show, please leave us a review on iTunes. It helps us gain visibility among the other writing podcasts. But again, I've been your host, Joshua LaForge, and I'd like to invite you to join us again next week on Bad Storytellers. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.